you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Instead, it's third and 15. Chiefs need some Mahomes magic. Launches down the middle. Hill open. Caught. And they get it. Kansas City, the big play. Up 44 yards. Pressure by Buckner. And Mahomes gets it downfield finally. The Dave Damashek Football Program, available on Apple Podcasts and at NFL.com slash DDFP. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. There was the decisive play. I think the most important play of Super Bowl live. Chiefs rally. I, You know what? Like the rest of the world at 2010, when Mahomes threw that pick, I thought game over. I was wrong. It's weird. It's it's yeah. hard to make sense of what happened in those final nine minutes there. Hi and hello and welcome to the Dave Damashek football program. I hope all is well wherever you are. I know in Kansas City, Missouri or Kansas or wherever it is, somewhere somewhere in the heartland, wherever it is. I know people are rejoicing there and uh, up in the Bay Area, people licking their wounds emotionally a little bit there. Either way, the 2019 pro football season has now been committed to history. Here to talk about that. But as you know, if you listen to the DDFP at all, we do not love living life in the rearview mirror except that I do like talking a lot about the history of pro football. But anyhow, we don't like to live. We like we like to look ahead. And so I think we need to be the first ones in to establish a little difference between ourselves and the rest of mm -hmm. the people who talk into microphones for a living. I think it's time that we look ahead to like 2020. That. But we'll do a quick review here, and we'll do both with the guy seated to my immediate left. You might you may have seen on Super Sunday a very handsome devil wearing number 10 in a white jersey with red trim. Very handsome indeed. But is he as handsome as one of our favorites? He is a soon-to-be digital wall of famer here in Studio 66. David Carr, what's the poop, fella? Hey, man, I'm doing great. Even with the hairdo, which still ain't... Where it needs to be, you know? You know. Well, at this point, I have to keep it a little bit irregular just for you. I know. Mama Carr weighed in. She came to, she came to her boy's defense on social oh, media. Don't oh, bully don't. my boy. Because she goes back because the bowl cut was real, and she cut my hair when I was growing up, and you're going to attack my hair. She's mm -hmm. definitely going to come for you, bro. Well, she's Darren Carr that. jumped in. He, he, he agreed with me, I think, that it was a little bit. He, the, he the hair it's dude. much. He always says a little much. He just... Do you need more attention? Is that what, that's what he says to me. Do you need more? That well, that because that's you know that's my Maybe hypothesis that's is that you do it like Johnny Depp who wears the earrings and the looks unkempt and everything and it's and the message that you're both sending is look at how I am going out of my way to make myself unattractive and yet I'm still so much more handsome than you. 
I feel like, I like that's the I, case, I, right? I, I kind of like that theory. So does that make it true? Probably. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe somewhere deep in your heart you know that, which I guess makes you a good person, not a show-off, because you're like, I'm just trying to come back to the mean, <laughs> you know? Right. I understand that. I've just always wanted – I just want something a little bit different. I just never – I mean, like I look at Jimmy's hair, and like it's fine. You know, we have similar hair. Like mine's really like thick and like there's a lot going on up there and I have to put a lot of crap in it to keep it in place. And Jimmy just has a normal little short haircut that's easy. Maybe I go to that, but then I just Who's more handsome, you or Jimmy G? How I mean, how weird would that be if I was just like me? Eddie Spaghetti behind the glass, who do you think? Look, out of the two, be honest. Out of the don't, two, don't, no, no jive. Just because one's on in the, here. Let me out turn of the, on the smolder. Really. Out of the two of them, out of the two of them, only one of them is a regular uh, guest on <laughs> the EFP. That's, that's, that's not the way so. you do things. That's, that's how I do. That's things. right. That's it's junk. internal beauty as well. I don't like. Well, you know what? Um, I'll See? leave that to the misses. Yeah, um, all right, let's talk about uh, Super Bowl Live here. Let's do it. And what went down there, and then all we'll right. uh, turn our gaze um, to the 2020 season. What? I mean, the question that seems like everybody's asking is, did the Chiefs win or did the Niners lose? And the answer, of course, is both, as is true with every football game. But yes. what's the takeaway now? There is so is this to me the the best thing is this is great for pro football because it is great for pro football because I, you I, want a new yardstick. And now the Kansas City Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes, two yeah. full seasons as a starter in yeah. now establishes the the new um, yardstick yes. for the rest of pro football to chase. Well, it's just it's it's different because he does things so unconventionally, and I find myself sitting on the couch watching this game and almost screaming at my TV because Andy Reid just continually just taking shots and shots down the field, and Patrick Mahomes almost on every drop back was under intense pressure. Bosa was in his lap. He's knocking the ball around. He's barely surviving, getting out of sacks, and they just didn't have to make it that hard for me because mm. San Francisco came in they were going to rush four sometimes five when they did rush five they made a play sometimes they actually it turned into a bad play um, but then they would play good coverage on the back end and they just continually had these double move routes Kansas City double move triple move routes just trying to do all this elaborate stuff when you didn't really have to do it and I so I even like I think I even might have tweeted it like just find some completions like throw some hitches and some comebacks and throw some curl like just make it simple and they did a couple times that I don't know if that helped their comeback it was obviously the big play to Tyreek but yeah man they just made it so hard on Patrick Patrick was not only fighting a good defense he was battling even some of his own aggressiveness on the sideline you know in play calling and and he it eventually won the Super Bowl for him. So, but do you, like, I mean, like I say, you know, at nine minutes with the Niners up ten. The yeah. game to me, I, I I sat down. I'll name drop. I watched uh, the the game at uh, Adam Carolla's. Uh, he has a big warehouse that uh, seems Sundays. like a great guy. I've never we, met Adam. Oh, he's delightful. Yeah. Oh, you like, two. Oh, you would be fast friends. Oh, yeah, fantastic. You know what? If you want to kibitz with him on his, uh, his need, uh, yeah, need, yeah. high end podcast. None is of high end. Is it bigger than than what you could do here? Oh, listen, listen. Really? We're the JV. You go on that oh, one. Come but, on. Yeah, you'll. I'll get, be the judge of that. Listen, you'll come over and uh, and you'll do it. We'll get you on the phone okay. at some point soon. Oh. But anyway, I sat down next to him with nine at that pick and started to go over the, the history of, you know, that the high, we talked about it ad nauseum for two weeks in advance of the game, that the high end defense almost always beats the high end offense yeah. in the Super Bowl. And I said, here we like have another example. Yeah. I was talking about it in, in, the, in the past tense already, the game's over. But it now. has happened so many times. Like I remember talking to Kurt about it this week, Kurt Warner out there in Miami. It's like, when have we ever seen the great individual player go up against the great defense and win? Like it really never happens. Like you even think about like Cam Newton when he was no, that's well, like one of just, the many examples. It of that. just it just doesn't ever work out. And it and I found myself like halfway through that game saying it's not going to work out for Kansas City. And this is this is depressing, you know, because they and I don't even really like the Chiefs. And my brother is the quarterback for the Raiders. And but I I, I like Pat. Now we'll like get into Andy. that. Is he? I'm sure. Is he or was he? <laughs> yeah, I guess we'll figure that out too later. But it's like man, it doesn't have to be this hard. And Patrick is just he just showed how great he is. Did he figured it out? He did because and he had a bad game. That's to he me. He had a bad game. What do we talk like, about all the time? Sean's like Sean O'Hara was talking to him. He's like, no, he's the MVP. I was like, it was a terrible game. He survived based off sheer athleticism and will and just God given ability to make crazy plays. I think, by the way, the MVP debate and I love those debates. And I, I think it's re a remarkable thing that came up last week um, is that uh, 
It's been 22 years since a running back won the Super Bowl MVP. We're not talking about uh, a wow. right tackle or something. I mean, I mean that's that, kind of crazy. And by the way, maybe you could have given it to Mitchell Schwartz, too. Yeah. For, or yeah. the offensive line or whatever. I but mean, what did he give up? Did he give up in pressure? I don't even know if he gave up one. I, I, I'll I say know. this. Maybe one. That um, Patrick Mahomes kind of by default has to get the MVP, though. He almost Damian, got it by default, too. Damian Williams. is that He has a 40-yard run yeah. at the end, which is obviously yeah. puts the game away. But Mahomes, you know, he, I think that was significant uh, that – Mahomes, I mean, think about how the whole game could have swung when Jimmy Ward pops him and yeah. Jimmy Ward comes up worse. But, you know, <laughs> right. there are a lot of times where the QB it happened is like two or three times where I was like, wow. And then even my son, Tyler, was sitting there right there on the couch. And he's like he looks at me because he knows I always yell at our high school quarterback, like, don't take unnecessary shots. Like, you'd like to play the rest of the games, right? I need you to throw passes to my son. If you've seen our backup, like, that's the kind of comments that I'll make to him. And then Patrick's throwing his body around, and he looks at me he's like, should he be doing that? I'm like, it's a Super Bowl. How crazy is it? Yeah. And you think about how, how often quarterbacks have to leave the game. How rare it's been in 54 editions now that the backup has played a big role. Because so, yeah. I mean, obviously the Chiefs this year and Teddy Bridgewater for Breeze and so on. Think about that. It, we, yeah. we, the game's never really, that never that's really true. happens. But that's a big moment moment that Mahomes pops back up rather than yeah like oh, I got ding there I gotta take a series off or something like that um but yeah to your larger point Mahomes wasn't good for I you know again nine minutes to go and the thing I said to Corolla was and I say to you now is I mean let's take a moment to appreciate the Niners defense has kept Patrick Mahomes and company to 10 points they, they have did. 10 points and the game's over they I did thought an incredible job and you see, like, you can see Bosa's emotion at the end of the game. It's because he played incredible. Like, if that ball that he knocks out of Patrick's hands doesn't go forward, but it goes backwards and he falls on it, or a, he's the MVP of the game, and they, mm. win, the, and they win it. And then, you're, and then you're sitting here having the thoughts that I still have. Like, why did Kansas City not just be more efficient and get the ball out? And San Francisco played great. And they did. They played great on defense. So I can understand, man, they got to be – I mean, that, it does not feel good to lose Super Bowl, I'm sure, but that's got to feel even worse. Do you, the other side, the quarterback, and you know what, I – come out of this game saying what I, I said pretty much all through this season, which is people are sleeping on Jimmy G. Yes, he is not one of the three to seven quarterbacks who you can drop in to a pro football team and expect them to kind of carry the day yeah. um, no matter what the circumstances around them are. He, he you know, he needs play action and all that. Um, but do you buy, but by the based on the way the game had then flowed and then they started putting Jimmy G weirdly back in the gun a lot, instead of letting him work Notice from play that. action. Yeah. yeah. That's when he becomes human. Yeah. He's, he, he's dependent on the play action, which is not a knock per se on him. No, and I don't know why they did that either. It's, it's interesting that you caught that because that's not what they've done all year. They've stayed in the play action game. They've stayed where they run the football. I mean, even in that last drive, they run the ball the first couple of times. Raheem Mostert's got two nice runs and then they start throwing it around. You're like, I thought that was really the, mo do that. it's, I loved it with, with the season, with the Super Bowl, the Lombardi on the line that they came out running. It was, it was the like, they're down four. They need to drive the field and get a touchdown here. Yeah. They're running it. No, they're just going to run it at them. I had the tweet like ready. I'm like, well, how do I I phrase this like Raheem Mostert's about to go on a quarterback legacy drive. Like that's basically what you're ha. about to see is just like him running down the field and winning the Super Bowl and Jimmy didn't throw the pass. I bet that's how, I mean, Kyle would have loved that to have that back, but man, I, th I thought that's what it was going to go, but then they didn't, they started throwing it around. Um, do you hang it on Jimmy G on any level? Because the thing Jimmy G always does is, um, and the thing with the play action that gets him and it got him again in the Super Bowl not on the pick where he got kind of got hit and yeah. loaded it out there and got a little anxious yeah. to get rid of the ball. Happens. But again, he does get lost when he picks his head back up from play action. Yeah. When he drops his head and looks back up, that's when he he struggles, it seems. But you have to let him do that. I don't I don't care about any of that stuff as much as I do. That deep ball to Emmanuel Sanders. That's the ticket, man. That's what I was going to tell you. But he hadn't even – but Emmanuel Sanders hadn't even come out of his break no, yet. Didn't. Do you hang that on uh, – is that a that's, throw that he has to make? Well, yes. Um, but it's a throw that's not, it's not easy. Now he made that throw in new Orleans and they won the game to the same player. Uh, it was slightly underthrown there, but I mean, you, you just have to, you have to make it. I mean, you could see Kyle Shanahan on the sideline. He knew that was, he knew that was it. He was like, that was our shot. And the, the thing that kind of struck me about that one is it wasn't just like a, usually it's a step overthrown or it's underthrown or perfect. There's like those three things. Rarely do you see it 10 yards over the guy's head and you're like, Oh, 
man, he uh, nerves. That's nerves. Is that well? That's what it's I'm nerves, asking. One hundred percent, because he can throw that ball. He'll throw that ball a hundred times this off season, and he'll never miss it like that. He'll he will never miss it that far. Um, but he missed it there, and I, he just gave it a little bit extra because he thought he had to, and it just kind of. It's a crazy thing, man, what your nerves can do to your your physical ability, and it got him there a little bit. He does seem pretty composed, it, you know. Well, he's been great. In the run-up to the game, yeah. in the big spots in the postseason, in Seattle in Week 17. Yep. There's something in those cutaways as much as you can read a human being. There's a sort of like, man, yeah, he's not feeling heat right now. You don't get the sense of that. No, and I didn't get the sense of that. It really, but Suddenly, they go down four when they, get, they had the game under control. All of a sudden, I thought, this is a this is a gigantic. It's an, spot. it's an immense amount of pressure that literally maybe less than one percent of one percent of people are ever going to feel in that situation. I mean, it's literally your livelihood, and you're out there, and you're in the biggest moment of your life. And I mean, he's gonna he really will. He'll throw that ball a hundred times the rest of his life, and he'll hit it probably ninety eight times. He'll never throw it ten yards over his head. And it's just amazing what those moments can can either do for you. Is he because those are the two central figures, of course, in just about any um, team in in the biggest game or, or the quarterback and the head coach. Is Jimmy G ultimately more culpable or is Kyle Shanahan? We have to assess blame. It's our responsibility. Well, I think I, Jimmy is what Jimmy is. He's not what Patrick Mahomes is from an athletic standpoint. He is what you've seen all year. And I think I don't, I don't put that much blame on Jimmy. I mean, you can talk about some of the. Patrick Mahomes actually missed more throws than Jimmy did. I agree. Yeah. And by the way, Jimmy G's best throw was the one to Kittle that got overturned, yeah. and that was a bad What call can he up. do about that? Yeah, I mean, exactly. And I mean, he's, they both had their arms extended. I mean, that stuff is kind of... If he moves Sorensen, if you can see yeah. Sorensen's body turned right by the push, then that's fine. And his cousin Sal, another name drop, I'm watching the game with him too. He said, look at the Kyle Rudolph push off in NOLA, yes. which I didn't think was egregious either, but he said at least it moves the DB. Yeah, exactly. No, I didn't think that. that I thought that. But uh, when you're a quarterback and an offensive guy, everyone's always like, and I bring that up in my group. I'm like, that's not even pass interference. And, and everybody, of course, they attack. Really? Because, well, because I'm a quarterback, and I, of course. And my brother Darren is there, and he's the defensive guy. And every time the offensive guy touches a defensive guy, it's pass interference on the offense. So we have that little debate. But no, Kyle Shanahan is, is the guy that, for me, like, I know he's great, and I, I obviously have a lot of affection for his play calling. I love watching him call offense. But I think that there's something that we've talked about before that I'm sitting there with Sean O'Hare earlier today, and we're talking about how situationally guys that call plays, they just don't have the ability. And I don't think – I think it's human nature to – be able to do both, to micromanage and and call the plays and figure out what you're going to do. And are we getting the right look? And then, oh, I got to call a timeout. It's fourth down. Or, you know, right before the half, you got John Lynch up in the press box looking for a timeout and Kyle just lets the clock run down. And he says that it's because he was nervous that would give Pat the ball back with too much time. You know what else would happen? If you don't score here, it's going to be easier for him to come back. So there's a lot of things situationally that like drove me nuts watching that game with Kyle. And it's going to bother him. You know, the the two biggest comebacks in Super Bowl history now have his offense attached to it on the other side. So I mean, that's something they got to look at. I mean, I even said, like, just grab somebody that's an ex. You could have put a headset on your dad who's at the game and said, just watch me on situational stuff. Like, that would be that story would have blown up so huge. But it is. I mean, when you're talking about winning the Super Bowl. I think you have to have a guy that does that. A lot of times it's a special teams coach, if it's not your head coach, mm -hmm. that kind of keeps you up to tabs on that, on that situational stuff. But I think if you, if you just think you're going to do it all yourself, we saw it with Sean McVay last year in the mm -hmm. Super Bowl. How bad was that? He's a great play caller. Mike Tomlin Mike, finally did something about that after yes, however I mean, many years. At least years he's done something him, about yeah. it. You know, and I, that's what I would argue. If I, was a head, if I was in charge of an NFL franchise, that would be the very first thing I'd do is make sure that what's happened in the last two Super Bowls doesn't happen to my team. So I wonder if it makes any difference to not to, um, you know, 2020 hindsight. And I also wonder, talk about situationally, I might have punted. Um, yeah, where they went too. for it on fourth down. Were they really going to no, convert I, I there that. reasonably? And the other side of that coin is, I think when you start trying, uh, almost always against the Chiefs, and by the way, as we kind of transition into 2020, the push and pull of offense versus defense, and, you know, two years ago, it was, um, you know, Mahomes and Goff and mm -hmm. the crazy game and the yeah. Coliseum, and then defense took yeah. over, and then this whole past year has been almost all about the defense, yeah, it really the, has. The, the high end defenses and Patrick Mahomes, the anomaly who, who 
kind of flips that. And I think that is now a harbinger of what we're going to see in 2020. I think things are going to flip back to offense, at yeah. least to the degree and in, 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 in a big way, Harbaugh and the Ravens going for it constantly like yeah. that, that foot on the gas kind of mentality. Yeah. And the idea that like, well, let's just field position the Chiefs. It doesn't matter. Mahomes makes one throw and you've now matter. negated the, the field you position. You had him at third and 15 on your own, whatever that was back there. And he makes one throw and then another one to Kelsey and it's a pass interference and then they're in the end zone. It's I like, think everybody, I think that the um, that the little benefit that the, the advantage that the Ravens had through this season, they're going to be victims of their own success as people kind of copycat yeah. in broad strokes. Obviously, everybody doesn't have Lamar Jackson, yeah. but I think in broad strokes, people are going to say, see the wisdom in. Yeah, you got to be more aggressive in the game today right. because now, as we say, the new yardstick is the Patrick Mahomes, Kansas City Chiefs. And if you think you're just going to depress scoring for 60 minutes, you're unlikely to be able to do that. You better be, the, the goal has to be we got to get as many points up on the board as we can possibly I get. I think when that's we have exactly right. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't see. I mean, and I've been, I've been watching football and playing football for a long time, and, and as have you know everyone that I usually conversate with this about. It's like when have you ever seen that work? Like maybe it works every once in a while, but when you're on the defensive and you're like trying to, well, I didn't. I mean, how many conversations have we ha or heard or listened to post game mm -hmm. press conferences? Like, well, I just didn't want to give him another shot at you know point. Well, you lost because you didn't take a shot of points. Like, imagine if Kyle Shanahan right now, if you're like, hey Kyle, what if we gave you another minute and three timeouts? Would you like to have that right now? That's what you had at halftime before you were so scared of the other team's quarterback that you ran it twice and then you were kind of forced based off their timeout to throw the ball and then your quarterback made two great throws. So like what were you what were you so afraid of, you know? Like I mean that's gas pedal all the way, man. That's yeah, it's it, but then, you know, if yeah, who but knows Jimmy G gets yeah, if he turns the ball over on their side of the field, but once no, he I hits it that. to Kittle and it's like I totally well now you're that. jammed up, now you must kick the field goal yeah. until until they yeah. call it back, but it, at minimum they should have gone in at 13-10. Yeah. They should have had the lead there. Um, but, uh, I, the bottom line to me is, and I took the Niners in this one. I thought they were going to win the game. I thought they had it won, but ultimately I feel like this is good news for pro football in leagues, in, in, in these major sports leagues that we all obsess over. I know parody makes sense mm -hmm. in uh, definitely the commissioners like it the yeah. league partners that pay billions of dollars to broadcast the stuff. It keeps more fans engaged for longer. I get all that, but I always go back to, I always, I always forget the guy's name, the bad guy kid in, um, in the Incredibles who oh, says yeah. he's like, when everyone is super, no one is crazy orange hair. Yeah. Yeah. That guy, like he's, well, yeah, you want that to be true. Yeah. You, you like the idea of that, but not superheroes. And we want superheroes as no, sports we do. fans. Absolutely. We don't want everybody regressing to the mean. We want we we want some standouts and they give the yardstick and as the Patriots perhaps fade away, we don't know for sure that they will, but if they do, now Patrick Mahomes sits in a spot that it's a position of luxury that Marino wishes he had back after his second full season yeah. as a starter or second year as a starter not uh, full time for that whole season in uh, 20 I mean in uh, 1984. But anyway, it's interesting uh, that you bring up Marino because there. That's the comp that I've been continually. It's exactly making. right, and and just I mean obviously the career path and what they did in their first two years, uh, first couple of years. But like he ended up winning. Now Patrick, like you said, is in a different position than Marino is. But I mean it, it is going to shift a little bit now. I mean he's going to get paid, and so you can't pay some other guys. And can he can he now take his game from maybe being a little bit crazy and making these fantastic plays and kind of dial it down? It's going to be very difficult for him to look at a year after that and say. What can I fix? Can I be more efficient in certain areas? Because you're not going to win every one of those games that you just went out and tried to play. Because it wasn't, if it wasn't, it wasn't a clean game. He just, like I said, survived off some of his just incredible playmaking ability. So if he can dial that more in and become more, you know, go look at, okay, say Tom Brady, Drew Brees. Like, I'm not even close to the type of player those guys are. We're completely different type players. But what do they do very well that made them super efficient and consistent? And what can I bring from their game and kind of plug it into my own? And then I also have all that crazy athletic ability on top of it. If you can become as efficient as Drew Brees and Tom Brady, and you have all that crazy athletic ability, this Okay, answer this time. question then. Um, I asked it to Mina Kimes a year ago. I asked it to Matt Money Smith a week ago. Now I ask you with the benefit of 54 in the rear view mirror. Yeah. 
15 years from now, do we say Patrick Mahomes, greatest quarterback in, in Super Bowl era history? I think it's going to depend on on what what I was just what I was just kind of alluding to is the long. How's he going to blow it though? With the I mean, barring injury, of course, the numbers are going to be there. He already has the ring. He has one MVP. Yeah, things are already set up, and he's twenty four. Well, how I think how he's going to blow it is not having. Just think about the guys that he has to throw the football to. It's a track team, basically. You got Travis Kelsey, who's arguably one of the best tight ends in the football. Tyreek Hill. Probably the most dangerous weapon on the outside in the game. Sammy Watkins isn't a bad football player. So you think about all those pieces that they have. If they start dwindling because of the fact that you're making $40 million a year, which is not a bad thing. Go get it, man. I'm just saying that's, the, that's the, how it normally goes. If you, don't, if you don't have those pieces and you can't make these dynamic plays as consistently, and they're not consistent now, they just they make them. If you can't do that, then you're going to maybe fall short a couple times. In, in one of these games in the, of the five that you came back from double-digit deficits that you did this year, which has never happened in the history of the Super Bowl era, then are you going to be able to consistently do that? So you have to really say, okay, Andy Reid and Pat, how can we do this for 10 years or 15 years? Well, we have to be more like these other guys, like Brady. Like, just look at them. Look at what Drew Brees does. Look at the guys that can't move and can't make the dynamic plays you do. How are they effective? And make that your strength, and then you have all that extra ability then, yes, we can say Patrick Mahomes was the greatest quarterback in Super Bowl right, history. All right. You, you, That's it. That was a great answer, except you didn't answer me at all. I did. Is he yes. 15 years? Is the answer yes or no? Is he the greatest quarterback in, in Super Bowl era history? I just don't know how the kid's wired enough to – is he going to want to do that? Is like he going to turn up fat in, uh, yeah, in yeah, August I mean, of 2020? His dad was not a small man. Like, he could be 300 pounds at some point. <laughs> what if he and did? Just, just like, I just, I'm just going to rip it. You know, I like Patrick. I love. I mean, I love that kid. He's football's Babe Ruth. All is, of a sudden, he's is he super just going to do that? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. If- One thing that we have now proven <laughs> for the millionth time, and now listen to me. And by the way, I agree that how Christian McCaffrey was treated. On that uh, on that one show by Kellerman and the other guy, oh, I saw that. that was crazy. And they just basically, I mean, I don't know even right know why there. they just didn't have him stand on a platform and spin around <laughs> while they talked about him. They didn't even talk to him. They just were like, I like other guys better than him. The answer is oh what I like about running backs now, and it is uh, abundantly clear is ones that don't cost millions and millions of dollars. Man, you should only you right. be drafting guys and running them into the ground, yes. fair or otherwise, and finding bargains out there on the, on the dust bin. crazy and say, I want more money to say, we'll, just, we'll get somebody else. Christian McCaffrey, I know this is bad news, but as we do what is one of my very favorite things to do every year, this week is to way too early start uh, projecting into this uh, into next year. Nice. Before free agency sure. and the draft and everything else, I don't have the confetti off the ground in Miami. We're gonna. I know this. I know this is all upset. Panthers fans and Titans fans and whoever else. Right, you do not sign those guys. It's like, what, we can't let Christian McCaffrey. What are you crazy? Yeah, yeah you can. You have to. You can you're gonna do it? You get. You have to do it. Don't make him the face of your. Don't put him on your website. Don't put him on your social media stuff as the face of the, as the guy because he's gonna. You, you got to let him go. Tag him. Sure, that's fine. Get one extra year out of them. Yeah. Same for you, we'll Saints with Kamara. We'll keep tagging you until you don't want to be tagged anymore, until we can't do it. I don't even know the rules on that, but yeah, I'm okay with that. Okay, so that we've established that for 2020. That is the way to go. Do you agree with me that offense pushes back on the defense that was dominant this year? That was the run the ball, yeah. dominate on defense. These are the teams that kind of emerged into January and, yes. uh, and the Chiefs. Little anomalous, but they did have to fix their defense. And Chris Jones returned, and Frank Clark overcoming the uh, like the the defense was much better once the pinch nerve kind of it seemed. Yeah, they played a lot fixed better. up yeah, once Frank Clark. That yeah. was a central piece for them. I agree. Um, I think offense comes back unless you want to push back on that. No, I really I think that offense comes back. I think that there's just like there's too much. Um, when you when you watch the games, there's there's too much benefit to being aggressive. I think I think yeah, like I think you see more and more teams going for it on fourth yeah, down in twenty twenty. It's just yeah, it's one or two plays, and you're just like, well, why do we even worry about pinning them deep with the punt? Like that's right, irrelevant. Exactly. So. Okay. One, two, the QB carousel will spin and spin this offseason, perhaps as it's never spun before. So I think Tom Brady. A lot of I listen. I, as far as I know, I, I'm the first person to say Tom Brady to the Chargers three or so months ago, and a lot of people have jumped on that one. Now we hear the 
Las Vegas Raiders, but they already have a quarterback. Sorry, what happened? They have a no. That was a rumor oh, that okay. the Raiders are interested like in chasing had... Tom Brady. And my first thought was, wait, I saw the Raiders play, and I felt like they had a quarterback, yeah, a franchise did. QB. Strange. Now, I also think Tom Brady was going to leave. I thought he was going to leave because Josh McDaniels, I assumed, was going to leave the Patriots. And yes. then why would Brady stay? But with McDaniels back, and I also keep saying. They're they're really close. If they could sign Hunter Henry or something like that, that offense will be fine. Yes. But if Tom Brady, even if he doesn't move, a big piece is that aforementioned quarterback from for the Las Vegas Raiders. If he moves, then that could disrupt the whole setup of quarterbacks. There could be shake it all a ton of movement. What is your insight on one Derek Carr, number four quarterback of the Oakland Raiders, twenty nineteen? Is he the Las Vegas Raiders quarterback 2020? I mean, when I just sit back and look, and I try not to be biased and try not, and I try to pretend like he doesn't text me and like we're not sitting next to each other on the couch when I'm having these thoughts. So when I do that and I look at Jimmy Garoppolo making it to the Super Bowl, I mean, is that really what we're talking about? When you're, if you're just looking, I understand Tom Brady can change the culture pretty much anywhere he goes if he wanted to. First of all, to your point about Josh McDaniels, if he's in New England, Tom Brady's in New England. And if he's, if Tom Brady's going to go somewhere else, he only works like two days in the offseason, like with his team. Mm. He's got it to the point in New England where he goes in and he goes to like two or three days of their mandatory stuff. And that's the only time he's there. If he takes that then he goes to another team, he's going to have to install this 20-year offense and this knowledge of the system. And he's going to have to try and build that into another program. That's going to take more than three days. How does Are, that? Is he willing to do that? People like me glibly say like i ah, learn a whole new system legitimately how hard is it's not it for even a new system it's like an entire new language could, so with tom brady how would that go realistically let's say i don't i don't know even if yeah. i want to say raiders because well just go, close just, okay, to pick, home let's pick, say pick like the, okay pick the chargers that's fine yeah. wow look at that hey from the outside looking in man keenan allen and mike williams and yes. if you keep hunter henry and a good defense wow that's juicy the downside is Tom Brady, does Tom Brady walk in there and say, okay, I've been doing this for 20 years and uh, here's what I think. Well, here's the playbook. Could Tom yeah. Brady, does he have the juice to basically like hear all the plays that we're going to run in 2020 or would that? It, well, yeah, yes, he has the juice to do so that. He, so it wouldn't be like, I have to learn a new offense. It, it, but I, here's, here's the problem. That's it's a good point because if he does have the juice to do that, I don't think that he would do that. I don't think that he would. It, it's. I don't think people understand how much it would literally be like me going into a room and having to teach everyone a new language before August. So it wouldn't we be. We have so to learn the, it. The so the, the onus isn't on Brady because of you know twenty years and we're bringing you in there and I yeah. assume that they would from the the coaching staff would give assurances. Yeah, what you want to do, Tom, is what we'll do. Yeah. What if he could say like, Hey, Peyton Manning, come with me, be the offensive coordinator for a year, or something like so that. So I remember talking to Peyton about when he went to Denver. He said it was the hardest thing he'd ever did his first offseason mm. because he had to install everything that he liked and he had to find out how to translate it because he didn't change verbiage. They didn't change the language there. They kept their language. So he had to re-engineer and relearn everything that he had always done. Like Brady's been audible into things. The stuff he audible to this year, he's audible in, you know, 15 years ago, the same words, you know, so I, I just don't know how that, how that would work, man. I mean, that would be okay. So, so let's, effort. let's say he stays. Yeah. Do you think Derek again is the starting quarterback week one in Las Vegas? I mean, yes, I do. I mean, that's not the, probably not the fun thing to say, but I, what's Derek say? he doesn't care anymore. That's what's kind of crazy is like last year, he kind of cared about all this stuff. And he was really upset about like the fact that people didn't think that Gruden and him got along. And like, there was this beef. And I remember like, just even after this last year, when he was done, he's like, I'm done with it, dude. Like, I don't care what the speculation is. They'll say what they want. I know we have a good relationship. We're going to go work to try and win a Super Bowl. We were close. We probably played a little bit better than we probably should have. And we got to a point where we were just outmatched. We didn't have the numbers. We didn't have the guys on offense. If we can find a way to get a guy, and they're in perfect position to go grab a guy, Judy, Lamb, pick, take your pick at the number mm -hmm. one wide receiver. Now you got a coverage dictator, Tyrell Williams. All these guys are all now necessarily better, and your run game's great. They don't have any holes on offense. And you also strike gold. That's also, it seems like a, a common thing with the teams that go deep into the playoffs. You also, I don't know if it's lucky, but I don't know that anybody in the Raiders organization is like, 
Darren Waller, hundred percent, definitely going to be yeah. a stud. Like the, exactly. This, this uh, needle in a haystack kind of effect, but it is like the Seahawks really benefited from yep. finding those late round guys, exactly. and the Patriots have obviously done a fair. Yeah. Damian Williams looms large. Raheem Mostert, those that exactly. you kind of got to get lucky with. Well, stuff. and then you got to. But get anyhow, lucky so you have. No, but you get you get those pieces in play, and you give Mike Mayock another draft who knocked it out of the park last year. He's going to do mm-hmm. another great job this year. They got a ton of picks. I mean, and your defense gets a little bit better. They obviously need some some help there, but you get Jonathan Abram back, who didn't even play. He played one quarter of the first game in the, of the year. He'll, so he'll be back at safety. You get some help. The defensive line, Max Crosby, played as good as Bosa did this year as a rookie. So, yeah, I think that you just you roll with, with what you got. You, you're literally like one piece away on offense and maybe like two or three on defense. Okay, now let's talk about that quickly then. I feel that... I, I forgive me for saying things that I've been saying for the last four months, DDFP okay. listeners, but I kind of, we're trying to wrap up this season and project ahead. One thing that, uh, uh, and by the way, it's nice to hear that you and Kurt Warner are on speaking terms after you attacked him, <laughs> after you attacked him with your words, you didn't put him in your top 12. He wasn't in your top 12. He really was upset too. Like, I, I thought was it was loud. a joke. He was actually upset at me. I was like, that's, that's I'm crazy. sorry that I'm sorry for any role I played. <laughs> I almost did a Twitter that. poll after he was upset with me. I was like, I'm, I'm just going to put it to Twitter and you, we'll see what you That think. would be me. That would so be. Don't I do that. Do, do you do want it. me to do You yeah. want Eddie Spaghetti to do that? Eddie, He'll see, do it. I shouldn't have brought that up. Now it's going to be a Twitter poll. That's okay. He's fine. We were good. We well, I saw him talking about, um, about uh, you know, immediately people's minds turn to dynasty and this is and this team kind of does set up in that way and of course yeah. the cynic will point to well Aaron Rodgers it looked like well that's the start of something yeah and they haven't been back to a Super Bowl and there are a number of examples like that um but this does set up that um you know it it feels like and this is oversimplifying but you just give him a ton of speed out there that's, that you give him a, that's home, a good point you just load up on speed yeah. and you can keep that's abundant in drafts so just keep loading up on that that's seems like a shortcut because most defenses are not going to be able to generate the pressure that the yeah. Niners did and the, and the Chiefs still won that game but rarely is Patrick Mahomes going to see that kind of pressure yeah and if he doesn't then he has time the extra beat to deliver the deep ball to all those weapons down there but the thing that I've also kept pointing out is, as Kurt Warner I saw and uh, and Ross Tucker kibitzing about, is um, what kind of competition is there in the AFC? Of course, it's much more fluid than it was when even Kurt was in the league mm-hmm. and Ross Tucker because of free agency and everything else. Situations change pretty quickly. And to that point, 19 of the last 22 um, Super Bowl participants had a bye, and the Chiefs almost didn't get a bye except for Week 17. Right. Devontae Parker gets the uh, alleged defensive player of the year in the big spot. Still should have gotten to T.J. Watt. But anyhow, um, the AFC West. Yeah. I, I mean, what odds do you think or do, do the Chiefs run through that division? And uh, can you say safely now, oh, yeah, they should certainly be one of the top two seeds because if they're not and the Broncos look good and the Raiders roster so. looks really good yeah. and um, the Chargers roster looks really good, save at QB. We don't know what that's going to be. Yeah. That's a rugged division. I right? think it's a rugged division. Yeah, I think that's very – I mean, the Broncos are going to be a lot better next year. You had a, you had a, a receiver in there with Sutton and you put him on the other side. That offense is now a lot a lot better and the defense is going to be what they are. I like what they're doing there. The Chargers are going to be legit. You don't know what they have at quarterback, so you can't say exactly. But, I mean, overall, all the pieces are there. I mean, they're there for the Chargers. And then the Raiders are going to be better. So, I mean, I don't think that it's a – and it's division. Like, this isn't the AFC East. You know? I mean, it's who's, like – Who's the well, who's the quarterback for the Chargers? Because that's a mate. What if it's Tyrod Taylor? Is that okay? Yeah, that's fine. I mean, I, I, uh, Is that a 12-win uh, team with Tyrod Taylor? It could be. Tyrod Taylor in 2019 would have been a better option – yeah, and you, you have to roll no, old man rivers, but well, they would have ended up better with Tyrod Taylor. Well, the, the, the one thing that you you uh, you don't get with Tyrod is uh, he's not he's not overly aggressive down the field, which is fine, and that's why his turnovers are limited. But you're not he's not crazy accurate down the field, big throws. But if they went to Tyrod and they kind of took a little piece from the Baltimore Ravens and added a little bit of that to their mix, which I think a lot of teams are going to try and do. Oh, I think so too. And then, then I think you have something. Uh, well, Very we'll real. get to the end of the running back as the head coach. So Let's go, Spaghetti. Chime in here. You haven't said a word yet. You're being very rude to our guest. I don't. I don't know why you're. I think it's the opposite. So I'm, I'm letting you guys go for it. Okay. I saw Daniel Jones in Miami. You did? And, uh, did yeah. you? I told him I, I he said, every once in a while I'll go talk to a guy. 
and his name's Eddie, and he likes the Giants a lot. And Daniel Jones is a pleasant young man. Oh, he knows Eddie. They met at the draft. Oh, perfect. Okay, good. Yeah, Yeah, they they had an acrimonious beginning. Oh, is that right? Well, not face-to-face. When the the name Daniel Jones was announced. What did he do? Spaghetti, I think he said a four-letter word or five. And then I think he threw something. And then 20 minutes. Maybe that's That's why he like You were very upset. And then and then Daniel Jones, 20 minutes later, walks in to our interview space. And, uh-huh. oh, Eddie Spaghetti, glad hand. We got to get pictures. He was fine. Can I get a picture with you, Mr. Hey, Jones? I, I would hedge your bets. That's good. Mr. Jones, reaction, I need a pic. Reaction on camera to your friends. You're my new guy. I have explained this on multiple podcasts about <laughs> the, the Giants in the offseason. And, David, I'm sure you remember, they were all about Eli Manning. They were all about building around him, the one last push with Eli. Yeah. And... So when you have that draft spot and Josh Allen's still on the board, they need a pass rusher. Yeah. You know, if it does not make sense to take a quarterback when you're saying you're right. Eli is the guy and then Josh Allen was there. I know. I, I was, lied to you. Exactly. That, said, that's, that's, is, that's all. Nothing not against Daniel Jones. I just hope Daniel Jones doesn't listen to this because then he'll be I sad. T- I what happened. On, well, it's fine. Okay. It's so, not a good um, By the way, I just want it to be made clear if Derek does have to move the – Handsome Dave's moving company will assist with that. We'll pick him up, you and me, and we'll drive him wherever he needs to go. I wasn't going to offer that. Usually I try to pretend like I'm busy when he asks to move, but I'm. No, we'll hire people. Oh, hire. Spaghetti. Got you. Okay. We'll get spaghetti, pizza, and stuff like that and get some of his friends. We're not going to actually do it. We'll just drive the car. I like that. We'll sit up front with Derek. Okay. I like that. Um, Okay. Let's go through it then. Who are. The Chiefs will be the prohibitive favorite to get out of the AFC again right now. That's how it always goes. Okay. Unimaginative people always declare, I don't know. I mean, a year ago at this time, everybody's, I mean, Patriots and Rams. I don't know. See, I don't see any way that it's not those two teams getting back. Maybe the Chiefs. People said the Chiefs, yeah. but that's how people think. Nobody can get over what sure. they just saw. Yeah, no. Now, David Carr, you do better than that. If Unless you. No, that's fine. If you the Chiefs that. are it, then the Chiefs are it. No, Patriots, are they back in 2020? Yes. Are the Bills. Yes. I think the Bills are a pass catcher away from being I, I uh, agree. a legit contender. I saw to Josh win that Allen division. at the same place I saw Daniel Jones, and really? I really like Josh Allen. Yeah. I really as like As a guy, him. you mean? Oh, the guy's fine. Yeah, he's, he's great. He's a great person, but I really like him as a player, and I think that they can even do a little bit. I'm, I'm saying that a lot of people need to take a little bit from what Baltimore is yep. doing on offense. That's but right. They do, especially if they have that guy. If they have a Tyrod, they have Josh Allen. Man, that's what I told him, too. I told Josh, I was like, you need to tell them to let you run the football a little bit more because mm-hmm. you're great at it. You're a big physical guy. You're not going to get hurt and knocked around. Does he like it, though? Because sometimes that's the thing you always think as a I don't fan. Think I got a Why sense. don't they run him more? And then you talk to people in the organization like, he doesn't like to I run. I got a sense he didn't like to run. Honestly, when I said that, he was like, oh, I don't know. He's got a huge arm. So it's like, well, it's the ball travels faster than man. So he likes to throw it. I get it. But I would, I would do something. I like Buffalo. I like Miami, too. I like Miami well, too. Okay. They're not gonna. They're not. Gonna. We don't know what they're gonna be. Let's say they're not gonna be the team. Here's an X factor at QB, by the way. Josh Maybe. Rosen, free Josh Rosen, Miami. Stop yes. holding him. Hey, you know what? Ben Roethlisberger has that MRI coming up. We don't know what it's gonna be. We can't really talk about the Steelers yeah, without sure. knowing. Is Roethlisberger know. ready? Yeah, that's a. There's a. Yeah, you don't know. Pittsburgh, the Steelers with Roethlisberger yeah. looking like Roethlisberger when we saw him in 2018. Oh yeah. They are in the top three. Yeah. Where you take Roethlisberger out of that, and it's Mason Rudolph on it's not opening the day. Anymore. Not the top three anymore. I well, maybe not in the division even. Yeah. Um, but 16. then if if Roethlisberger has to retire, then my solution to that is, hey Miami, we need Josh Rosen. Send him up. Oh, here. nice. I like that. That would be a good fit. Somebody like that. Yeah, it'd be perfect. He um, do a great job, and he he's he's a, he's a good football player, man. He's got he's just had some man. He's had a rough. Do you think? Start. Do you think another guy who makes a ton of loot? That I mean, if Pittsburgh, that's the X factor for them, obviously, yeah. is is Roethlisberger messed up or is he ready to go? And if he's not ready to go, do they in the short term, are they able to say, Ben, let's not try to hang on and see if we can fix this thing. Can you retire yeah. and free up that loot for us? Yeah. I don't know how that hit goes if a guy retires. That doesn't carry over. He I don't think so. Not if he retires. It's, it's done, yeah, right? Yeah, it's, it's over. The Lions have a... As it stands now for in 2020, a dead cap hit of $30 million. I do keep hearing Matt Stafford's going to get traded. Have you wow, heard that this? that would be amazing for Pittsburgh. No, well, for Pittsburgh, yeah, but for a lot of if teams. If Ben was going to shut it down. But or the char- how about teams. for the Chargers? Yeah. You know, like, I mean, if, if you need a QB, then that makes a world of sense. Do you, is that reasonable? Because the Lions have a ton of money. Yeah. And if you give up a $30 million guy and you're, you take that hit, that's fine because you can absorb it if you replace him 
with Tua or somebody yeah, like that, right? right? You it can ha- just say, you well, have- we're going to roll with this kid for now. Yeah, you have to be able to replace him with with at least someone. I mean, because that's Cheap-a. a huge. Yeah, obviously cheap, but that's a, such a huge. I mean, he's a great quarterback. That you just, You're pretty much rolling the dice that we're going to ship this guy out of town, and now we just are in the unknown. Well, but you— Quarterback purgatory. like you Not really. Think. If you—I it, it, uh, mean, it depends yeah. on what you think of the QB you're going to get, yeah, but it, it's yeah, not the same as, like, that— that's the next. Well, we'll look at to the NFC in one okay. second. I want to. I want to wrap it up yeah. with you because uh, you have important TV stuff to do. All right, David Carr. The Bills yeah. make the playoffs next year. Yes. Patriots. Yes. Jets. No. Jets are going to be good next. I year. know, but I, I don't like know. Adam Gase. I, they should have moved I, on from him. Uh, that's the only. Thing. And is it the end of the world that you made a commitment to Adam Gase for 2020 to now say, okay, Super Bowl's over. Eric Bieniemy. Come on in. Instead. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Gase. We, we, we got it sideways. It's fine. Why can't they do that? Started, why are they always like, well, too late. Can't do anything now. Like, why Why can't you do anything? It's the first why? week of, yeah, of you, February. You, yeah, people can do whatever they want. You're Couldn't a, you do that? Yes, Anyhow. Why not? Okay, so not the Jets. No. AFC North. Ravens. Yes. Back in the playoffs? I think I think their teams are going to catch up I with them a little know. bit. They yeah, better do some different stuff. Let's, let's, hold, let's asterisk them. Pittsburgh let's, let's Steelers, we can't really discuss. Can't discuss. Browns? Yes. Why is it? It's so such a weird mystery that someday we should really do a deep dive on. Because it, especially in free agency, the roster's changed. There's nobody even left from yeah, five years true. prior. They've yeah. blown out everybody in the coaching and the front office and everything else. And yet the stink of the Cleveland Browns stays on no matter what they do. It's really weird. It is weird because like roster wise, you're like, yeah, they'll be there. But then shouldn't like, they be good in 2020 just visualize the uniforms and you're like, they can't. can I make, can I get on board right now and start the Cleveland Browns 2020 hype train? I Are think that would be do it already. I'm going to think about it. I'm going to think about it. Houston Texans stopped in like 400. Okay. Uh, Texans. Are they on the rise with Deshaun Watson? Is he the next one to get the celebration? They, Deshaun prob- is. they probably will be in there, but their, their offense in general is too inconsistent to me. Um, Jags with Foles and they're terrible in situations. Maybe oh Foles my gosh, they're terrible too. in situations. Um, Titans. I think the Titans are really good on defense. Uh-huh. I mean, they they got the middle taken care of on defense. I think they're. I think they'll be there. Yeah, they can. They can run the ball. Like the run the ball is just kind of like. We're we're going to be guaranteed. You six see, wins. it's already begun. We're in the off season. You, you know how you know spaghetti because. You can make it's much easier to make a optimistic case than it is a negative one for any team you bring up here. But really running the ball is just easy. You you hike it and you hand it to Derek. Is Henry. Joe Burrow does Joe is Joe Burrow enough to make the Bengals a, a good team in twenty twenty? No, no. But he's gonna he he's a good quarterback. You like him? Yeah, I like him. Um, who am I forgetting there? Spaghetti. We got uh, oh, and then uh, we ran through the East. We ran through the West. Broncos, Raiders. You want to talk about? Uh, I, I the, the the Raiders will be there. They'll okay, you got to do that. Yeah, you do you that. Know, you know, you know. now let's switch to the uh, Stafford looms um, relevant here if he moves. Yeah, even if he stays with the Lions, am I crazy that they could be halfway decent in year three with Patricia? No, they'll be they'll be better. I I don't but know. You know. Packers, Bears, and Vikes. Yeah, that that, that division, division is they just they that's the insane, problem. Right, they're in a division where they just don't have like just matchup wise. It's like it's like UFC fights and stuff. Like stylistically, some guys just don't match up well. They don't match up well in their division. That's mm. like what I keep seeing. Okay, I'm just I'm throwing around. I'm looking at the, yeah. the division. If they're in a different division, they'd probably it'd are the Packers different. back on top of that division, or do the Vikes get it, or maybe they want I, to man, I want to I I picked the Vikings to be in the Super Bowl like in June, and I thought they were gonna. I thought they had enough. Yeah, that would... uh, are you bored or is this is this? No, it's really it's thing? really it's really because well, we still have plenty of uh, blind spots to fill in. Who are okay. going to add free okay. agency? So that, who are they going to draft? But I this like, is like the fun you look exercise. At Minnesota's roster like uh-huh. they got it. The only thing that I keep thinking is like oh, Kirk, like he does, he's not dynamic enough. He's just not dynamic. Like we saw Patrick Mahomes and he's Jimmy G, right? Yeah, yeah, which he is. isn't an indictment. It's fine. It's they're fine. in the middle. They're in the middle. They're, in the middle. they're the middle class. I'd give it that. But I just like I like everything else around that. I like I like the 49ers better though. But it's fine. The I like, East I like is fascinating between the Eagles and I do think the Giants rise up a little bit and um, the skins are compelling if Dwayne Haskins turns the yeah, corner. The, the defense yeah. is going to be interesting. They'll have a nice there. little run game they got, too. I right. Think. They got the run game. Yep. America's team, Dak, it now would appear is going to be going on the. It's so funny. You can make like a, you can make a, 
you're right. It's like an optimistic look. Like I don't, I don't know why. I don't look at them and be like, oh, they didn't do this and this. I'm like, with Dallas even. I'm but like, like baseball, you can look at and say, well, that team's going to stink. Yeah, no, easily. Yeah, you're like, they it's because of the cap. They don't have that fourth pitcher. It's like, he's just not going to, they're going to lose every other, you know, but. In yeah, and football, you compare with NBA, like, who are their top three yeah. versus others top three? Well, we can see who's going to emerge yeah, based exactly. on that kind of stuff. It's really but football hard. is weird. Um, a wild card kind of situation is New Orleans. Do you think number nine puts on the, the helmet for one more season I think, for, for Peyton? I get the sense I he's Drew, walking. I think Drew's going to retire. I do too, because yeah. why would Russ, the, this is a dumb reason, but why would Russell Wilson say, yeah, I'm supposed to start, but you know what? My hero has always been Drew Brees. Yeah. He's going to start and set. Why would you make a weird homage like that in, a, exactly. in another Pro Bowl? For no, for no reason. Like that's what you do. Like you let Kobe and like you let Michael Jordan. Like, you let them start the last All Star game. And if that's you can't, like Sean Payton is probably like, "Hey, Drew, you're you're dynamite, fellow." Um, also, yeah. I don't want to lose Teddy B and Taysom yeah. Hill. And, and if I keep those two, more. I can. Yeah, and they're a lot less expensive. Too. Do you have some insight? There's a I do. I do a little bit. Yeah, a little bit of insight. I think he, while well, he's yeah. talking to broadcast, I think yeah. he's going to leave. Yeah, I think he's going to leave. Oh, you hear that one? Look, Spaghetti writes that down. Ooh, <laughs> ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> Maybe Derek Carr takes over for Sean Payton. Oh, my goodness. I mean, no, he wouldn't know. See, yeah, he's, he was in Las Vegas, he's, so he wouldn't be able to. Teddy B and yeah. all that. Do the Rams bounce back in 2020? Yeah, the Rams bounce back. Um, Playoffs. I just, yeah. Uh... Niners, they, Seahawks, they, you know what, you know what, and you know who so. else? I don't think so because the I Arizona Cardinals are going to be all right. If they can do a cup, I mean, obviously they have some major gaps in what yeah. they're doing, but Kyler Murray in year two with the collection of pass catchers. Yeah, I think the Rams went too long um, without a touchdown in the middle of the season, and it made me concerned. I started, started digging into their film a little bit, and all the concepts are, as, as much as I like Sean McVay as a play caller, you're, I got it. Like when you get past the smoke and mirrors, I kind of figured it out, you know, and you gave, you know, defenses an entire offseason to kind of study what they did. Mm -hmm. And then they weren't the same team. And I'm, I'm a quarterback watching it just like, you know, for a day or two just on my laptop. But these guys really like dug in and they shut them down for a while. So um, and Jared's not a guy that's going to really bump up over the top of what you're doing X and O standpoint. So I don't think that they make it. Let's bring it on home. Eddie Spaghetti, get your pen out. And if these come true in, you know, 51, you know, 50-ish weeks or 49 weeks, then we will get that video out and we'll Perfect. celebrate ourselves. If not, And if we don't, it's never burned. Again. It's lost yeah, in history. I like that. David Carr, who's in uh, the AFC title game next year? Um, okay, well, you know, I have to. I, I, I really do. You don't have to it. say Raiders. Your brother doesn't care. No, going to get mad if you say that. I really think that they have a chance based on that the That the Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah. Are going to be in the 2020 AFC title game. I do think so. I'm telling Kurt Warner you said this. He's going to get upset. No, I bet he won't get as upset as you think he will. I think he actually probably says there's probably a chance. With four. Four yeah. is the QB, and he's going to take him to yeah. the title game. Yeah. If you give – if you – I mean, did, did you watch the Super Bowl? Did you watch what Jimmy G – I played? did see, but the defense has to did be you dominant. Ryan Tannehill in the AFC? Okay, I'm just, I'm just saying, like – I – listen – I believe in the recipe you that you're throw, talking if about you, here. If, just look, Mike Mayock, I know you were listening because you're an avid listener to the Dave Damashek podcast. That's not what it's just, Dave Damashek football pro. That's what I meant. Plus. So what he's going to do, he's just going to just get him a guy. Get, get, him a, get him one guy that you had in training camp, then he left, mm -hmm. which we both know. I heard him. about that. If you get that guy, they're in this game. Okay, and then who are they playing? Uh, they're going to play the Chiefs. The Chiefs. And yeah. will it be an arrowhead or will it be in – the it'll be in the Vegas. Place. It'll be in the Vegas place. It's going to be right there on the strip. Okay. Beautiful, fantastic looking glass, whatever that thing. Since is. it's since it's now early February. I mean, I'll tell you, talk again. I think things swing back to the offenses mm -hmm. this year. And yet, I mean, I really want to say the Pittsburgh Steelers, because if that defense, if, if Ben Roethlisberger and then you drop the Hall of Famer in there, he's the last hope for that generation. Brady is 43. Breeze is retiring. Phil is done. Eli's retired. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is getting close to being done. The last best hope for that era of QB is seven. Can you imagine on the eve of the Super Bowl at honors next year, Ben Roethlisberger receives the comeback player of the year, and mm -hmm. he's in his hotel. He can't, he can't make it. He won't be there. No, Dave Damashek has to accept for him. And you have to accept on his behalf because mm -hmm. you called it. Or Mason February. Rudolph accepts Would for him. Something like that. Sure. I'd rather see you. We just see Duck Hodges. I'd, I'd 
could Duck just come out and do it? Well, yeah, because he he's, be be he's working in real estate. Yeah, he won't be on the team, but he can yeah. come out. And he works. He, he leaves his job from the used car lot. The red carpet. He has the Duck calls. It's a big celebration. Hey, I'm here. Where is the Super Bowl next year? L.A.? Tampa. Tampa, yeah. Tampa? Yeah. Maybe he's working at a Tampa car lot. He's That's like, fine. I'm in the area. I'll just go come? and accept. You want me to come to the on? Yeah, I'll be there. Yeah. No, yeah. nobody would make that call. He's just talking oh, to yeah. That's an good. imaginary person on the right, other line. Right. I better go be there just in case they need me. Um, okay. I don't think I could. I could see that. Yeah. I hate to say it, but the Chiefs are the yardstick now. Yeah. And I don't like that division, though, for them. I don't either. I'm going to hold off. I'm going to get David Carr's insight. I'm going to make my picks in two days. That's fine. Okay, NFC. In the NFC. I have to mull it a little bit. Yeah, I have to mull it a little bit as well. You you can go Vikes again if you want. I do. You know what? The Cleveland Browns are an interesting one to throw out because I do always abide. Really? My longstanding rule is when the whole world jumps on board in the preseason of yeah. one team that hasn't done anything to earn that excitement. Yeah. They're a year away. They're not. It's not that year. It's the year after that whole storm. And it's, now everybody's going to be spooked about the Browns. Now's when the getting's good. Seattle, Cleveland. That's your Super Bowl? Well, no. I think. Th- well, Cleveland's on the AFC. No, that's okay. That's what I Seattle, mean. Seattle. Okay. Seattle. Seattle to me is is that team. Well, DK that is Metcalf. That Cleveland, yeah. Huh. That I think that they. Spent, oh, I got you. I got you. You know what I'm saying? saying. That's I'm sorry. I'm that's sorry. I didn't I'm understand what you meant. Yeah. And they are playing. Oh Mike man. McCarthy's Cowboys? What? Possibly. That's good actually. I like that. Yeah, I like I like that. Let's do that. I think yeah. Mike McCarthy got a bad rap in Green Bay. I think I think Aaron Rodgers didn't want to Aaron he didn't want to do a lot. And they said, "Oh, his offense is stagnant. It's old school." Then he spent an entire offseason this whole year and he watched a lot of tape, obviously studied the games. And I think he's putting together a nice little comeback, almost like Andy Reid. Interesting. I love it. Um, Spaghetti, do you want to hold off until uh, uh, for a couple more days here before for, you for lay it pick. out here? I, I have my picks, but I go for if you, you want me no, to. No, go ahead. I if you want to get them down, impress David Carr here. I, Chiefs, Texans, and then Rams, Vikings. Rams, Vikings. Rams. I like the, I, I, I'm not one of those people that, that think that Sean McVay was like a one-hit wonder and he's done and not a good coach. Like they have. He's a great coach. He's just He's just – He's just not. It's not him, man. He's a great coach. That Jared is just limited, and if they're not really running the football well, and Todd Gurley's not what we saw like two years ago, that's that's the biggest. That's the big if. That is Jared? I mean Jared Goff. It the issue is you can lump a lot of these. guys. You can, you can pay go- God that what what is what is the opposite of American society in 2020 is the shrinking middle class. The NFL's quarterback. Um, cla- the middle class of that yeah. is monstrous now. There are very few detrimental QBs. There are very exactly. few guys that are yeah. like, well, how could you win with that bum under center? Yeah, easily. There are a lot of the guys that are like, you could just swap them back and forth, and then there yep. are three to seven really yeah. good ones. Yeah, you're exactly guys. right. And and Jimmy and Jared, all those guys are all in the kind of the same boat. You're like, those guys are good. They're, they're fine. Yeah. All right. Good times, uh, David Carr. We appreciate it. Was that okay, Spaghetti? A good uh, post-Super Bowl show to do? It was great. Got a ton of notes. Yeah. Ton of notes. All right. You did well by Eddie Spaghetti. That's manager. good. That's we'll see good. what Kurt Warner and Mike Mayock have to say when they hear Just don't tell Kurt about what we talked about. I'm going to tell Darren Carr. We'll see what he says. We'll He'll see listen. what Mama Carr has to say. Maybe even Derek. Derek's going to be excited. Yeah. That he's that still you, in Las Vegas. That, well, and also that he's, you know, he's the starting quarterback for the team hosting the AFC title game. Oh, yeah. He already knew that. In though. 49 weeks. All right. Yeah, that's yeah. exciting. All right. So uh, so football season is over, or is it? Because the DDFP is here, and now we talk about the game of football and the game of life as we get into the offseason. We're in postseason form. As always, we'll talk to you in a couple of days. Until then, great thanks to David Carr, Eddie Spaghetti, and you, the listener. Back in 48 hours. Until then, it's been a thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. 
Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does all the work for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billing, scheduling, and more. And you can resell on Picasso's marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. Visit Picasso to see thousands of listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O dot com.